Hello and welcome to Oral Phonic, a podcast about Podfic. Today's topic is a showcase of ITPE, which is the informal Twitter Podfic exchange. I'm Jenna Pod, also Jen. And I'm Dodificus, also known as Dodie. Uh, we don't have Parika with us today. She's off in the Galapagos Islands. Possibly, I have no confirmation of this, but possibly riding some turtles into the sunset. I like to believe she is. I, I, I think that's what's happening. Should we start off with some news, Jen? Yes. We have a couple new things that are starting. I think it's January, so everyone's getting ready for new challenges. There is a brand new challenge called Podfitic. <laughs> That one's hard to say. Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It started on January 1st, and it's a very open challenge. What they've done is they've created seed scripts that have kind of infinite possibilities, and they want you to apply them to different fandoms and characters and record small podfix that can be then added to... um, There's a collection on AO3 that's going to be open for the full month. So you should check that out. I'm not sure I'm going to do it, but I'm really fascinated by the idea of it. Um, There's a lot of room for creativity in this. I mean, you could get 20 pod fix using the the seed script and and definitely anyone can can join in. I don't think there's any barriers to entry with this one. Like it's it's such Mm -hmm. a small seed script. It's not lengthy. You know, you can have fun with it. Definitely very open-ended, which is awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of it. There's rumours going around that there's possibly going to be a new Theatropod round starting mm-hmm. sometime this year, so keep an eye out for that if, if that's something that you're interested in. Yeah, I think they've picked out a couple of directors and they're getting ready, so assuming that will be announced soon. And then one other big challenge, which is running from January to August is the epic Podfic Big Bang. So that is a 75,000-word minimum. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's a 10,000-word per month, basically, is how they've set it up. Yeah, so if if you are up for a chat, and it has to be in a single fandom, so it can be different fix within a single fandom, or it can be one really long one. It doesn't have to be one story. All right, okay. That's yeah, scary. I think it's yeah, I think it's cool. They it's it's in connection with Podfic Big Bang, which they are still running, um, which will be the end of the year. Yeah, and that one is the ten thousand words. So this is an additional larger challenge. Cool. Now we did get a little bit of talk back from last episode, which was cool. We were excited for that. We were very excited. Thank you, guys. <laughs> you talked to us. I know people listened. <laughs> It doesn't take much, guys, really. Uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty excited. You should have seen us when we first posted the episode. We were, like, glued to Twitter. <laughs> yeah, cool as a cucumber. Um, so, yeah, so we've got three talkbacks that we want to um, – we can't play the whole things because, you know, they're longer than we have time for, but uh, we will link to them, and you should definitely check them out. Definitely. Um, yeah. So first up is Citrus Java. Um, who I'm not familiar with before we got the talk back. Mm. So that's really cool. I mean, that's a big part of what I hoped to get out of this um, podcast, to, to kind of hear new voices and new points of view. Definitely. So there was one um, part of her talk back that really spoke to me. Um, and, again, with anything we say in here, it's all our personal opinions. I understand that my opinion on something does not mesh with, with everyone else's opinion. Um, so it was this part here. One one point I'll make about it is that auditions um, usually work for the benefit of whoever is more socially strong. So um, like me as a fat person, I'm not going to get almost any any uh, roles I'm interested in that are really deep and complex and wonderful in uh, mainstream theater just because people are supposed to be thin and I'm not thin. Um, so, and the same works, it, it works for any sort of audition, mostly. Um, I'm sure, there, there. I know there's been a lot of work and I don't know about all the work that has been done. 
encouraging people to record podfic even if their mic isn't perfect because they can't afford probably a really good mic or even if their accent is less normative or not american like well mine um and still i'm pretty sure auditions would make podfix more mainstream and exclude a lot of people that i want to hear from so what she said there about um auditions kind of being catered more towards a more social type of personality um and i think that's that's certainly true unfortunately just by the very nature of the beast it is is going to be more comfortable for some people than others <laughs> and that's the reaction we've found as well as people commented upon this there was a whole bunch of commentary well a whole bunch you know on twitter (laughs) (laughs) there was so much uh, (laughs) on twitter etc where people were were disagreeing or agreeing and you know there was a bit of back and forth it was very interesting um and i think that's always going to be the case auditions are slightly divisive they work for some people they don't work for others which is fine which is fine like they're not they're not built for everyone and that's fine too but i think the the base thing we have here is that there's so much podfic happening that because this one challenge has auditions or because a couple people are asking for auditions maybe more in multivoice than in other things yeah the other side of it is everyone is free to make anything they want to and that's so great um, yeah there there's space for it all i mean the internet is infinite Probably. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I thought her comments were very interesting, though, and a different side of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it definitely linked in with a lot of um, what Penny Plainnet said in another talk back. I think for me, the auditioning process was difficult and troublesome because Podfic isn't necessarily something I do for other people with kind of a few exceptions and a few very close working relationships I have with other creators. It's something that I do for me. And I wasn't interested in being judged on my performing capabilities, which is what the audition always uh, put me in mind of. And actually, interestingly, like Jen, I also have a bit of a theatre background and that kind of put me out in the opposite direction. Like I would audition for a kind of a theatre piece because I understand that that's kind of a different process and a different context. But for Podfic, I really wasn't um, up for, and I really didn't want to have that kind of implicit judgment involved in the Podfic process, because the reasons that I do Podfic and the way that I do it is very different for a lot of people. But I am also aware that that does put me very much in the minority of Podficers, and I'm aware that the way that I see things is quite different um, to how most people see things, and that that my problem with the, the audition process is probably different to a lot of other people's problems with the audition process. Um, she's she's from a theatre background as well, which Citrus Java was, and it kind of surprised me, and I think it surprised you too, Jen, yep. that people from that background were kind of, you know, not pro auditions because it seemed like they would be more comfortable with it. Yeah, and she made a comment about keeping it separate, keeping these parts of her life separate, like yeah. she saw um, a theater section where she would be auditioning things and expect that judgment. And then yeah. the podfic part of it, she had placed in this kind of safer space online where, where she just wanted to do her own thing. Yes. Um, I mean, she did actually participate in theatropod, but I think she, you know, she knew the director and it was kind of yeah. you know, a different situation. More of, more of a comfort zone thing. Yeah. So we're going to play a different part of her talk back as well. The part has to do with <laughs> stats and here you go. Um, and one other thing, just because right at the beginning you were talking about audio snippers and you said that all podfickers loved stats, um, I actually really don't. Um, kind of in my personal life, my professional life, um, I really, really don't like spreadsheets. I really don't like stats and I don't track or look at really any kind of traffic on any of my podfick because um, I think that way for me lies craziness, that way lies obsessing over something that should be fun. So I think I am the lone podficker who doesn't like stats or spreadsheets. Um, I'm very sorry. Please don't kick me out of podfic fandom. 
Now, usually I say that every, you know, opinion is valid, but I just have to go out on a limb here and say, Penny, you're wrong. Your views are sick and evil and damaging. And I think we all agree that you should be banished from fandom. So, Jen, thoughts? I I will not board this witch train. (laughs) Oh, Penny, we love you. And we may not understand you. But we, I, I accept that some people are not the number freaks that I am. Although, actually, we were talking about stats earlier, and I didn't even know how to get to mine on AO3. So, obviously, as I far as... I had to explain to her. I had to, like, talk her through how to get to the stats. As thing. far as podfic is concerned, I may... I like the idea of it, but I may pay a little less attention. But I work in finance, so, you know, I do plenty of spreadsheets during the day. <laughs> And we did get one more piece of talkback feedback, and that was from Opal Song. I personally, I know you guys mentioned the giant community pod fic that I put together, and I have to say that I know that you guys had talked about how you didn't like being the one that had to like arrange all the pieces and that sort of thing. And I actually really, really enjoy that. Not necessarily like editing, like cutting and whatever, but having all of these completed pieces and putting them together. That was actually one of my favorite parts of that entire project. So some people really like it. So she said there that she enjoys the putting together aspect of multi-voice. And I say good for her because if somebody (laughs) didn't enjoy it, then we wouldn't be able to do those. Actually, I think um, we, we were all talking about it from a perspective of not having done it. I wouldn't be anti-trying it myself. I've put one together. Yeah. you put one together. That's true. I, I like the organizational side of things. I really do like organizing, you know, things. But the actual in-garage band splicing stuff together, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> I actually don't think I would mind that. I quite like to edit. It's a new level of editing, Jen. It's, it's... Yeah, I mean, I, it'd be interesting to try, but I don't know for sure. Uh, The second bit she said was about Theatropod. Talking about Skype things, about how you need to have a fix short enough to do it all in one session and that it's going to take longer than you think it will. I know that in the Theatropod project that I was in, we rehearsed by scenes. So even though the project was longer than probably would be comfortable doing in one Skype session, we did it by scenes. So we would rehearse and we would rehearse scene two and scene four and scene 10. Um, and those would be the three scenes that we rehearsed that day. And you could do that with recording as well. Just record over a series of days. Just a thought and another thing that maybe you guys didn't think about. Very interesting. And they, I think, sounds like managed to do a longer one in a similar way to ours. But it would still add up to more Skype conversations. So it's a dedication level. Yeah, yeah. But I think that harkens back to everything we said about, you know, just know what you're getting into. Anything is possible. Just, you know, be aware of how much it always takes more time. And if you are interested in Theatropod, which we mentioned in the news section, her talkback also includes some info on that and what her role in it's going to be. So that's definitely worth a listen for more information there. Great. So on to today's topic, which is hashtag ITPE. Yes, the informal Twitter podfic exchange. Which I have seen um, for for as long as it's been running. I've seen it happening on Twitter, but I've never actually been involved. You have, though, Jen. I have. I am one of the only people who's done all four years. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Now that I've found this out, I'm just going to, like, live that that badge. It's going to be your claim to fame. (laughs) Uh Yeah, I have so little. Just let me have this. (laughs) Yeah, so ITPE has been running since 2011 when it was quite a small fandom exchange and has grown bigger. They start doing the signups in October. They pair people up in November. The fix are due in December. So it's all towards the end of the year like that. Um, And they give them out on Christmas Day. And then the master list appears. I know, it's a nice little gift if you celebrate or if you don't. Um, And then the master list appears sometime after that, depending on when they get it up. <laughs> um, you can find all the fix at the master list, which they post on Amplificathon. 
and there is also an AO3 collection, but people have to post to that, so it might not be everybody. Yes. Can you imagine how somebody would not post to AO3 and therefore not get on the master list? That just boggles me, Jen. That is so strange. It's just cruel of you to call me out in front of the entire podfic <laughs> community. I'm sorry. Okay, my goal for January is to post my um, 2012, 13, and 14 ITPs to AO3. I've checked, and the first year is there. So um, I'll get right on that. Sorry. I'm sure the world is, you know, just eagerly awaiting mine. Um, so, yeah, so that's a basic idea of the challenge. We are very lucky to have one of the mods coming to speak with us. So um, we'd like to welcome Bessie Boo. Thanks, guys. Uh, it's awesome to be here. So um, ITPE has been going on, uh, which, if you don't know, stands for Informal Twitter Podfic Exchange. And it's been going on since uh, 2011. And uh, it was originally born of the idea that um, I believe that was the first year that um, Podbang was not running. And so there was no, like, December-based or, like, winter Podfic gift exchange. And um, a lot of people were like, oh, man, we'd really like to be able to, like, have a gift exchange in the Podfit community around, you know, the holidays. And um, around that time as well, uh, there was a discussion among some people that was like, man, could you even run a challenge, like a fandom challenge exclusively <laughs> over Twitter? Like, that would be impossible, right? And I, and I came in and I was like, Karina and I were like, challenge accepted, man. Challenge accepted. <laughs> so, um, and in the intervening years, uh, the challenge has gotten big enough that we've had to, it's no longer technically exclusively run over Twitter. <laughs> we've had to supplement a lot with mm -hmm. um, email uh, mostly and obviously GDocs, but, um, and some links to like things I've posted on my um, uh, personal website. But generally the bulk of the challenge is still run over Twitter. Um, and so in 2011, that first year, we had 21 participants. Mm -hmm. And in 2014, we had 58 participants sign wow. up. Um, in total, over the years, um, between people who have signed up and people who have pinch hit for us, we've had a total of 87 individual participants, which is wow. a pretty sizable number. Um, that's a lot of podfickers uh, have signed up or pinch hit at least one. How many have done many all four years? So 11 participants, um, including the mods, nine besides the two mods, have done all four yeah. years. But that's pretty so. good considering there was only 21 the first year. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's Retention rate. Yeah, the way that we ran it the first year... Um, Compared to like the modern incarnation, like all challenges grow and change. But the first year, um, the name informal Twitter podfic exchange originally came from, um, a lot of people coming out of Podbang being the main, uh, like Podfic gift exchange. A lot of mm -hmm. people were like, Oh, I really want to participate in a Podfic gift exchange, but that's like Podbang has like a, like, it was like 30,000 or something like that, yeah, like minimum long. word count. Yeah. It's really long. And a lot of people were like, I will never be able to finish a podcast that long <laughs> in like the, the allotted amount of time. And like, that's just so much work. So what we specifically wanted to do with the um, ITPE was that we were like, okay. So and additionally, when it started, um, it was already, I think, November that mm -hmm. first year. So, and we were like, oh, we'll like distribute around Christmas. So there wasn't that much time left. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, okay, so informal Twitter podfic exchange, no minimums, basically no rules. That first year, the first two years, actually, um, we ran it off our personal Twitters. So um, in order to participate in 2011, you basically just had to be like following or like friends with either me or Karina or both of us already. So um, like... And and so that's a, where a lot of the informal comes from was that mm -hmm. the first year, it was really just like this super casual thing that was run essentially among our friends. Yeah, yeah I can remember. And it was, it was very, it came off as very casual and very easy and, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was our intent. We we wanted it to basically be like a bunch of podfickers, like digitally sitting around in a circle, like giving each other <laughs> Santa gifts. Basically, that was like what we envisioned. And I think that's kind of what we got that first year. Um, after that, um, it did get 
is significantly larger. And in 2013, it became, or after 2012, it became apparent that um, we would need to have a dedicated Twitter account, the mm -hmm. ITPE mod yeah. account, which um, which we've had. And, uh, and that presented its own challenges. And, oh, my God, we've had so many challenges that we've had to work <laughs> around with my stubbornness to keep the Twitter part of it in the, yeah. the name. Yeah. Of, well, you've called it that now. You can't change it. Yeah, you called yeah. it that. <laughs> no, I know. Um, and, and I'm really determined to, like, stay true to a lot of that. Like, no, if it's possible for us to do it over Twitter, we have to do it over Twitter, even though it, like, makes things more complicated for us a lot. Um, and Karina is always like, oh, Bess, what must we? And I'm like, yes. And, then, and, and she's totally right. Like, I'm making it hard on us. But at the same time, like, it feels, it gives it a certain feel that I really like yeah. um, uh, to run it all over Twitter. So, um, and just the fact that when it's all posted, like, Twitter just explodes yeah. with all these people saying, hey, I got yeah. my gift, you know, it's so yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, it's while we are while we're distributing gifts, um, she and I always sit on Skype together and we watch all of the squee come in. <laughs> and uh, we actually recorded ourselves this year, so you may get to hear there a bit of go. that. But um, oh. but it's uh, yeah, and we're like, oh my god, has Lattice Frame seen that she like <laughs> that, that she potted the same like face again for her participation <laughs> she got like just like stuff like that we're like have they seen yet you know and it's really it's great it's really fun lattice frames now is one of my favorite stats of itve for two <laughs> years running now she has potted exactly the same fic as she has received from the person first of all we paired her both times in a straight match which means that she was giving to the same person who was making pod fic for her oh so they gave it to each other yeah, so she was making for that same person, so she made it for them, and they made a pod pick of the exact same thing for her. Now, two years in a row. Um, this year, X-Manhater also made her a number of other gifts, but one of the ones, it was the same one she made for X-Manhater. So how, how do you guys match everyone up? I mean, you have a specific system for it, or how does that work? The system is actually, we do, we do all of the pairing manually. So... Um, what we do is uh, you guys submit ITPE uh, Dear Podficker letters, mm -hmm. and we read all of them pretty much. Um, <laughs> like, we, we go through and we read all of them and we look at all of your fandoms. And in addition to just, like, we don't just use an algor algorithm that matches on fandom. Mm -hmm. um, what we do is we look at it. And we have... Um, what we have for a lot of loops is that we have certain loops that are based on interest or theme. Like uh, one loop that we've consistently had in several versions of this loop, um, almost since the beginning of the challenge, and obviously this is really important to Cantorina being who she is, but we've had a ladies loop. Yeah, I've seen that talked about on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, which is basically um, a gift-giving loop of all the people who were like, we know that, like, probably their number one interest or they have, like, very, very high interest in making podfic that's going to be fem slash or mm -hmm. just, like, ladies-centric or that sort of yeah. thing. And we match within that loop based on, like, okay, where the fandoms overlap, basically, mm -hmm. because we know that, like, they'll have compatible tastes generally in that they'll, like, they'll all be wanting to make, like, ladies fic. Um, yeah. So we have things like that. We also, um, whenever we make a match... Um, in either, either in a loop or a straight match where, you know, they're both giving and, give, and, and receiving from the same person. Um, we look to make sure that there aren't any conflicting triggers or squicks, mm -hmm. that their tastes generally run similarly enough that person A is going to, like, be recording, interested in recording a fic that's going to be compatible with person B's taste. Um, we also look for, um, we try really hard not to make any matches that are just single fandom, um, especially if they're small and it can mean that it's, you know, so usually we try to look for a minimum two fandom match. Um, yeah. sometimes we can't do this with, uh, like larger fandoms, like, uh, um, you know, like there are a couple matches that we made this year that were basically like, this person wants MCU, this person wants MCU. They don't have any other fandoms in common, but it's MCU <laughs> fandom. I think they'll be able to find something. Yeah. Uh, and another thing that we do on top of that is um, 
We don't know personally all of the participants in ITPE at this point. It's no longer that little circle of just our friends that um, it started out the first year. And that's great. I, I love that. Um, we had a number of people sign up from Tumblr this year, which was really cool. I love that the challenge is like expanding that way. Did they actually do their signups on Tumblr or did they have to have a Twitter? And No, no. You're still... Yeah, they had to have a Twitter. You're still required to have a Twitter in order to sign up for the challenge, and you have to sign up via Twitter. Right, but okay. we made Tumblr posts this year that got reblogged around quite a bit, and um, several people, like, we saw, like, we're like, oh, I saw the post on Tumblr, or, like, we, we just, like, saw them, and we were like, oh, mm-hmm. I recognize your name from somebody who, who just reblogged it on Tumblr, <laughs> and so. Um, and, uh, and that was super cool. But one of the other things that we look at is, is we do know a lot of the participants. And in general, we just look at it. We just sort of eyeball a match. We're like, we're like, oh, I know this person and I know that they would like, I just know their taste and I know that they would like love to make podfic for like this person or like, you know, they don't list it in their letter, but I know what this person's sort of like kinks are and I'm not sure that's going to be a good match. We put a lot of thought into the matching. Um, the first year, we did it in, like, two hours. And this year, I think it was, like, two, three-hour Skype sessions or something like that. Um, wow. It's pretty significant. And that's why we give ourselves a whole week for the matching process yeah. after sign-ups close. It's a really nice personal challenge. I mean, you you know, you talk about, about making it have that feel, like, the Secret Santa thing and everything. But, like, hearing how much you guys put as a personal effort into matching people up by, you know, not doing automated all that thing. It does, that makes it really personal, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. We, we try really hard for that. Like we, we really want to hang on to that. And so we, we, we make a lot of effort to, to make that happen. Yeah. So Beth, mm-hmm. at what point, at what number does it have to reach like participant <laughs> before you run screaming into the night and just. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, the master list this year. Yeah. Uh, I got, wow. It got a little gnarly. <laughs> um, so coding the master list, um, I do have, um, bless Alex Chen's heart. Um, yes. He did write me a Python script after the second year. Mm-hmm. And then I just go through by hand and spot check the HTML um, and fix like broken image links and, you mm-hmm. know, combine a couple of things that don't, that aren't easily automated. Um, but... I'm a archiver for the Audiofic archive, and mm-hmm. I'm not dedicated to any specific fandom or anything like that. And so basically yep. my main contribution all year for an archiver for the Audiofic archive <laughs> is that I archive all of ITPE. Oh my God. Um, Which is not a small and, job. <laughs> and no, well, I think I was the first person um, in 2012 to break the um, archiving <laughs> number system. <laughs> because uh, what I do is I go um, the day after Christmas, I go into my office where I have a nice computer with like dual screens and like, you know, a fast internet connection and like everything like that. And I go in and I, I sit in my office at my, at my desk with my um, bottle of the cheapest pink Moscato I can find. Oh, God. <laughs> it's usually $5 or under. <laughs> and, and I sit down and I basically don't move until I code the master list. Um, I've often slept on the couch at my office two nights in a row oh to get gosh. the master list code. <laughs> Um, I can't put the master list live because I don't like to, I want the master list to be like something that somebody can go back to if they find it in six months or uh-huh. a year or whatever. And I want like all the links to still be active. Um, that's a very deliberate choice on my part because I want you to be able to like go back in the years, except for that first year, which I didn't do this for, um, and be able to be like, oh, you know, I can still download this like beautiful bevy of podfic, um, and so what I do is anybody that's not hosted on like a permanent FTP host, which is mostly Podica production hosts, which a lot of people do use, and I really appreciate it. Um, I uh, go through and I replace their temporary download links at Mediafire or SendSpace yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, wherever with an archive link. So I have to have all the files archived and uploaded before I can upload the master list. So the number of individual archive files, keeping in mind that a lot of those files are duplicates because I have to create one file for a B3s, and if there's a separate M4B, 
yeah. um, like a yeah. separate audiobook that's a separate file. And same thing if you include like a music version and you have like a music version yeah. and a no music version and there's an MP3 for each of those and it an M4B for each of those. <laughs> it gets to be a lot. So this is not actually representative of like the total number of like podfix submitted, but yeah. the total number of archive files. Um, <clears throat> I've been doing it since 2012. And the first year it was like, I'm looking at a graph, so I don't have the exact numbers, but the first year, in, or second year, really, in 2012, it was about 130, and um, last year, it was uh, just over 200, maybe like 210, wow. and this year, it was over 300. Oh, Bessie. I know how much work that would be, Bessie, and that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, it's it's really insane, but it's like it's all super it's super worth it for me. Like it's a ton of work, <laughs> but it's it's worth it ultimately in the end. I'm really I'm really proud of the result and just everybody's squee just makes it so worth it to me. Yeah. Is there anything like going forward that the participants can do to make life easier for you? Like is there little things that they perhaps do that that make it harder for you to to get everything done what I might start asking for in future years and a lot of this is like on me like I don't ask for enough information when people are submitting their pod fix the way that we code the master list is um we actually have a spreadsheet which um from the time people start submitting their projects we enter all the information in a spreadsheet so basically all the information that shows up in the master list is entered in a spreadsheet first as you submit projects so um when you submit projects, it also includes like that text link that's so important that we ask people to submit. Yeah. We use that to put information, that information that shows up in the master list for like the author and like a link to the author's AO3 and mm-hmm. the text link and the name of it and the pairings. And I use all of the info from AO3 from that. And like 95% of the links that we get are to AO3, which is nice, which has really good tagging. Um, but one stat that we include on the master list that I never ask people to submit, and I always just grab while I'm downloading every single podfic and archiving <laughs> it, is the length of the podfic. Yeah. But that takes, because like, I'm like, well, I'm downloading them anyway, so I'll just enter length. Yeah. But that takes time, and I might ask people next year to sum- start submitting the length of the podfic so that that um, is less of a thing that I have to do. Also, yeah. this is a thing that largely just creates more work for me, but... <laughs> I, as a person who's downloaded things, appreciate it, is that I um, I create pod books for mm-hmm. anybody, any pod fix while I'm downloading them, just while I'm doing it. Any pod fix that only have an MP3 and have a cover that they've submitted. So that's a bunch of extra time that I... <laughs> that I spend doing that. So really, I mean, what a lot of this comes down to is like, I'm a stubborn asshole who makes more work for myself. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, next year, I think we are going to overhaul a few things to try and make it life um, slightly easier on ourselves. <laughs> Can I ask what your coworkers think of you like living in your office for a week? <laughs> Oh, I mean, like, we're closed on Christmas. So, like, I'm the only person there. I literally, I go in my pajamas. This is so amazing. Like, obviously, this would not fly at my workplace. Not mine either. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, this is, like, one of the privileges that I have working at a place like Hipster Law Firm. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. But, no, but since then, um, like, nobody fucking shows up over the holidays. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants, who's crazy enough to want to come into the office, on, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. around Christmas. So, uh, no, our, our office is closed and I'm just the only one there. So one last thing that I just did want to cover is I am so impressed by the sheer volume of podfix that people <laughs> have submitted because the thing about ITPE is because because it has no minimums and yeah. that's built into as like one of the pillars of this exchange. Um, we've had people submit like three minute pod fix as final gifts. But what always shocks me is that we've had people submit like Opal, sub- Opal song submitted over 30 hours of finished oh gifts gosh. this year. Like that's incredible. This yeah. challenge starts in October. <laughs> it starts in October. That's like two months. Um, and it just blows me away how much people 
finish in that period of time, given that like the first year we were like, wow, somebody made a three hour gift. And now <laughs> like, it's, it's like people keep upping the ante and like, we really want to keep it low pressure and make sure that people understand that like, it's okay to still submit like a three minute pod, like a single three minute pod. Yeah. That is a totally fine gift. That's part of the rules. You might get that three minute pod fit gift or you might get 30 hours. But it's really blown me away over the years how many people have started submitting a lot of, like, multiple gifts and, and, and treats, too. Um, Hannah Nobira submitted, like, 21 treats this year. Yeah, I saw that. And, like, and a lot of them were, like, short, but it was still, like, she covered a significant portion of the people who had posted <laughs> Dear Podficker letters. In a way, doing a lot of those short gifts just because of the kind of housekeeping work associated with it is sometimes harder than doing one longer fic. The editing will be similar, but things like covers and, and just getting all the metadata and, you know, kind of sorting them out like that, those things take time, picking a fic, making sure you have permission. Like, so, you know, that's, that's a lot of ground to cover. That's one of the things that I was really impressed with her. Um, cause, cause she submitted everything with covers and pod mm -hmm. books and like, yeah. Um, and they were, like, clearly, like, tailored to everybody's tastes. I was so impressed. Nice. Um, so people have really started in the past few years, like, just submitting so many gifts and much longer gifts. And I want to emphasize that, like, th that no pressure. Like, <laughs> you don't have to, like, I kind of feel like over the years, like, because people have started submitting longer and longer gifts and making more and more pod fix for their recipients, um, that I kind of am afraid that, like, people are going to start feeling, like, pressured, like, oh, it says that I can, that there's no minimum, but really, I can't actually <laughs> submit something that's less than, like, 20 minutes or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I really want to emphasize that, like, Yes, you can. We want to keep this challenge as low stress as possible for the participants. We really do. But I'm really, really impressed nonetheless, despite the fact that we have no minimums that people have just submitted such a staggering amount of podfic. It's really impressive to me. Yeah, I think the minimum idea is a is a really nice one. I mean, for me personally, I think I always end in the like kind of 20 to 30 minute range, which I feel like is solid enough, but it's never going to be, you know, I'm never going to be a person who does all those gifts and things because the timing of that challenge, um, IML for NaNoWriMo and like November, like yeah. I basically always wait till December to do mine. Right. And the, I don't know when they're due, like mid December or something. So I'm always December, doing it. It's usually December 17th last year, 18th this year. So yeah. Right. So, so like our nano events end kind of the first week in December and I'm doing, you know, blog posts and goodbye messages and all that kind of stuff. So it's, I usually do it within like a week. So I have what planned what I'm going to do, but then just doing it has to be fast. And so I know I like, even though I sometimes feel a bit bad if the person I gift to, or if the person who's gifting me has done more, I still know that all that other fic exists. So it's not like the thing that I do is the only thing they're going to get to listen to. Yeah, I think on accident, the master list has sort of become like the larger gift from ITBE to the podfic community. And I know there are a lot of people who don't even participate in ITBE who like look forward to the master list going up. It went up incredibly early on Sunday morning this year. Mm -hmm. um, Christmas was on Thursday and it went up incredibly early on Sunday morning. Yeah, I, I mean, I think like we had to do, you know, we were getting Rex ready for this podcast and I went through the master list like as soon as it was up I was like yes <laughs> it's ready it went all the way through and I downloaded every single thing that was in a fandom that I would even consider listening to and that was 72 podfix <laughs> and I was then I like looked at my iPhone and I was like oh my gosh how <laughs> fun fact about ITPE this year people submitted more treats total <laughs> than we got final podfix Total in the oh first year gosh. of the challenge. Like, that's how big this thing has gotten. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It is, it's an impressive thing you've done, I got to say. Yeah, I, uh, that's, that's beyond my wildest dreams when I started this challenge, you know, when we started this challenge the first year. And uh, it's really cool. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for talking to us. It was awesome. Thanks, Bessie. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys so much for having me on. It was super fun.
Okay, so the last thing that we have for you is some recs from the ITPE that we've listened to so far. Now, I would <laughs> would just say straight away there were millions of them, so we have not listened to them all, or at least I haven't. I don't know, Dodie. No, I'm far from <laughs> listening to all of them. So if we haven't wrecked yours, it's most likely because we haven't listened to it. It's not because it was, you know, didn't make the cut. <laughs> or we're not in the right fandom, which, I mean... Yeah, I, I passed over quite a few that I was just like, I don't know who those people are. Sorry. <laughs> um, but there are there is something there for everybody. I The master list is incredible. So check it out if you haven't already. Great variety. Yeah. So um, my my first two, I'll do two together, which are um, two in the One Direction RPF fandom. Um, and I highlight these two because they are actually two fix that I myself considered recording for ITPE this year. They were on my kind of short list. Um, so I, I like the fact that somebody else has done it for me, I guess. Um, and it literally in one case, <laughs> as one of them was um, the gift for me, um, which was Asa's recording of Fine By Me, If You Never Leave, which is a fic by Harriet Vane. Um, and it's a Liam Louie fic. She actually recorded two for me because she's lovely. Um, and they're both very listenable and she has a great voice and I, they're just, both of them are really adorable fix that she puts a lot of life into. I don't know. Um, Louis, especially, yeah. you know, he's quite a personable cheeky person. And so I like it when people read him well. Um, and that fic is, is a lovely kind of pretend boyfriend fic, which is like my sweet spot. I'm such a sucker for it. So um, <laughs> I was really excited to see she had recorded that. The other one she did for me is a fairy tale one, which was nice as well. I love fairy tale ones. And that one's where Zane is like a, a prince that's locked in a tower by his parents. Yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> so, um, and <laughs> Did he have long, long hair? <laughs> well, he has flowing locks, although not super long. But that's just Zane. Right? <laughs> the second one is the disgruntled novelist bodacious pornographer. Or that time Nick and Louis were rival romance writers. I wish that I was into 1D just because of that yeah. title. Like, that is this, awesome title. This fic is so amazing. And this was the one that I was I was actually, I had decided I was going to do this. I went to the AO3 because she didn't have blanket permission. It's written by a life ruined. She didn't have blanket yeah. permission. I went to the AO3 page. I looked, I started to comment because that was the only way to contact her. You know, I couldn't find Twitter or anything. Um, and in the comments was a comment by Greedy Dancer like six months ago asking if she could record it. And I was like, damn. <laughs> So I emailed her like, are you recording this? Have you done it? I don't see it anywhere. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it for ITPE. I couldn't remember you talking about this last time. So she said she was doing it for ITPE, and I was like, uh, I better not. I mean, I, obviously people have done it as <laughs> evidenced by what Beth said earlier, but I figured out, you know, going in knowing that you're doing it is another thing. But anyway, so, so yeah, so it's yeah, read by Greedy yeah. Dancer, who I love. I love her voice. She's... um. She just has a really nice, I mean, English is her second language, but she has this lovely flowing style that I really like. Um, I've listened to a lot of her stuff and she, it helps that we kind of overlap on fandoms a lot as well, which is nice. Um, yeah. And yeah. And the fic is hilarious. Like it's just such a silly, it's well, any Nick Louie fic usually has that kind of rivalry thing, but this is just like ridiculous porn novels that they're writing and, and obviously <laughs> writing about each other and it just kind of escalates in a great way. So that one's definitely <laughs> recommended. I didn't listen to either of those because I don't, I'm not in 1D. Uh, but I'm not in hockey RPF either. And yet, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much everything you listen to. Was. My first rec is Birds of a Feather. Uh, it was read by a distant son who I, I'm familiar with her voice and I, I really do like her voice. Um, so that probably contributed to why I'm listening to to um, Sid Gino. I, oh, I love Sid Gino. But the reason I downloaded this is, A, because of A Distant Sun um, and, B, because of my nostalgia for SGA fandom because there's penguins in this. And anyone that was in SGA will know that, and this is like a legit statistic, one in every three SGA stories involved Rodney and John somehow becoming or perhaps always being penguins. So I don't know anything about SGA, but that is bizarre. (laughs) It really is, but it was so normal. It's like, oh, another penguin fic. (laughs) 
back me up in talk back people. This is just not me being crazy. It was, it was a fact. But anyway, they're not penguins in this, so it's not, it's not so strange. Um, apparently, and I don't know if this is true or not, um, the Pittsburgh Zoo named um, a whole group of penguins after what team are they on, Jen? They're the penguins, aren't they? Are they not are the, they penguins? the penguins? Well, that would make sense then. So they named them, um, they, they gave them all names, and um, Gino and Sid penguins ended up, you know, breeding (laughs) but the fig was just about um the real Sid and Gino's reactions to this and it was it was a lot of fun like um I'm usually a bit iffy about people doing accents in podfix um it it can go I don't know it can throw me out of the story but I really really liked um her little Russian accent for Gino um the sound quality was great. She just had a lot of energy in her voice. Like it was really the dialogue. Like some people are just really good at dialogue. She she had energy. She was peppy. It sounded great. But she also, um, there was like little angsty parts as well and she just had this kind of quiet um, emotional voice during those parts that had me like clutching my heart as I was listening in bed of a night time. It was, it was really good. She made me feel feelings. <laughs> nice. I've just looked it up. Sydney Crosby is the, he's the captain of the penguins. So yeah. In my mind, it doesn't matter what hockey RPF fic I'm listening to. They're all from the same smushed up team. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know what they look like. Yeah. My next one is a girl hockey RPF one. Now, you've just gone and said that you don't know any of the guys. I didn't even know girl <laughs> I didn't even know girl hockey RPF existed. I think like I think I downloaded this on accident, possibly because it was read by Hannah Nobira and I love her. So I, I downloaded like tons. She did lots. She did so many and I downloaded tons of them. Um, and then I was listening to this and like a minute in, I was like, who are these people? But, but I was already in it. You'd committed. <laughs> That's how good it was. I was just in it already. So yeah, I was exactly. like, ah, just listen. Like it's an original story, you know? Um, so it's called Wolfpack and it's written by Stella Rar. Um, and it's the pairing is Amanda Nora, but I don't know who those people are. I'm sorry. <laughs> um but it's really cute it's like uh it's a wolf you know it's called wolf pack but it's it's like so it's a wolf there are they are actually a wolf pack like within the team and i guess so are we talking uh, actual wolf werewolves there is an alpha you know like like the one girl has like left her alpha and then alpha's visiting or something you know so uh, it's it's difficult to say what i like about hannah novera's voice but she she does she's great at infusing character into people. Like no matter what she reads, like I think she has a really nice, clear command of just separating people out. Like she doesn't do voices, but she just, there's a clarity that I really appreciate. Um, and yeah. So even though I didn't know who these people were, they kind of took on, like I could, I could feel what they were like really quickly. Yeah. And so, so that was, that worked, you know, a lot of times when you listen to something or when you read a fic, you, you do depend on the idea that you know these characters. And so to be able to listen to something where I didn't know who they were and still get an idea of what made the people tick, I mean, that's, you know, that's on the reader and the writer as well. I mean, a combination of, but, but that's definitely impressive. So. Cool. So we have to have a Teen Wolf one. (laughs) Yes, of course we do. (laughs) Um, So I listened to, Sorry about the doom, which was read by Ink Junket again, a, a reader that I I normally love and trust, mm-hmm. uh, and it was written by Scoozy Pants. I'd seen the fic. I mean, normally I read everything of Scoozy Pants's, but I didn't read it because it was Jen. I mean, it had a Derek Styles pairing, but it was it was Jen. Um, yeah, so I, it was I, like marked as pre-slash. Yeah, which is a dirty word in my book. <laughs> <laughs> But I listened to the podfic and it was so cute. I'm glad that I hadn't read the story and that I experienced it fully in podfic. It, it's just, it's so cute. And she puts little um, 
animal sounds. I mean, the, yes. the story is basically that these little miniature farm animals start following styles around. <laughs> and they may or may not be demons. <laughs> the podfic itself, I loved. It was, it was short and sweet and it was just adorable. Yeah, I listened to this one as well. Um, so when I saw you had wrecked it, I was like, yes. Um, but it's the little horse. She uses like little horse nays for the the section breaks. And it's so cute. It just kills me. Also, did you listen to the bonus track? I on didn't. One version? I didn't. So what's oh my the gosh, bonus track? You must listen to it. It's like she said that at first she tried to get her toddler to do animal noises to use as those transitions but that it didn't really go that well and so it's just like her trying to get you know saying what does a cow do and then the little the little kid is like (laughs) you're right I have to listen to that (laughs) it's pretty adorable yeah yeah so that's like one version has that bonus on there but, (laughs) but yeah definitely a very cute one the next one I have is um this is this is so random. I I guess I've it's just really thought Harry Potter, but it's a Harry Potter Bend It Like Beckham crossover. It's called Five Games Just Played In. It's read by Growlery and it's written by Grim Lupine. Um, and it is just Jules, which would be you know the obviously the best mm. Bend It Like Beckham yeah um, choice for pairing. It's just a really cute little story. I I like a crossover always. Find it interesting how people fit them into that universe. And it's you know, it's a it's a five-time story basically where it's talking about how how Jess um you know, her her family disapproving of like playing Quidditch and then of course Jules is is trying to encourage her and you know, so it kind of goes along with the movie a little bit yeah. but um has is within the Harry Potter world. And I don't know Growlery as a reader. I've never, never listened to her before. And basically, I was like, "Oh, why I haven't I? She's really good." And you know, I went straight through the list and just downloaded a bunch of stuff. And I think it was just luck that I got this one in there. And I'm really glad that I did because it's just a sweet little story. And I like how the separate parts are partitioned out. And I, I just, she has a really nice um, cadence to her voice. So okay, my last rec is. Surprise, surprise, hockey RPF. <laughs> Yay. And uh, it's it's Coffees for Closers, uh, read by Ashes and Ghost, who I'm not familiar with, and it was written by Vliga. It's, um oh, God, um, Kana Taves. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but it's that guy. Um, this is like a coffee shop AU. Johnny is a customer at Kana's coffee shop and obviously they both have crushes on each other but I'm convinced the other one doesn't, you know, isn't interested, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was, I mean, you know, it was it was just a cute story and I, I like it when the reader can inject um, the emotion they're feeling reading the story into their voice. It kind of makes me feel it, like, uh, in the fic, Kane is this really um, kind of he gets earnestly excited about things and, you know, you can hear that she's excited in her voice, which made me excited. It was just it was really well read and it was a cute story. I think all the fics, all the pod fics that I've wrecked have been kind of angst-free, you know, relatively angst-free and happy endings and that's that's what I wanted to listen to this, this last month. So it, it was good. Did you listen to this one? I listened to about five minutes of it. It sounded good, but I didn't have time um, after you had wrecked it to, to check the whole thing out. So I think it's on my list of things I want to listen to after. Because I, I have read a little bit of Kaner. How do you say Toes? And, uh, Johnny, <laughs> let's say <Kane>. Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all of hockey fandom is going to rise up at us uh, after this. Lots of hate mail. <laughs> terrible evidence of listening and knowing nothing. But um, yeah, I've, so I have a vague idea of them. But um, this, I love a coffee shop AU basically <laughs> due to my fandom background. <laughs> so, so yeah, it it looked it sounded good. My last rec is an Avengers one which is Off by a Thousand Miles, read by Fish Patrol and written by Lanyon. It's a Steve Bucky fic, and I am super picky about Steve Bucky. Um, Really? Yeah, my flatmate is obsessed with them, right? And she will read 
anything and everything. And she's always sending me links. But um, I, if they're too angsty, I, I'm not into them. Like, I like a kind of medium angst. Like, some of the Steve, <laughs> like, sometimes Bucky is just so, it's so horrible. So I like AUs. Yeah. And this is, this is an AU where um, <laughs> Steve owns a flower shop and Bucky is a, is in investigating some murders um, and it kind of like the clues are leading to Steve <laughs> even at the same time as they're like becoming friends. Um, and I, I really like her Bucky voice uh, fish patrol. Who's a person I've listened to some, but not tons just depending on fandoms, you yeah. know? Um, and Bucky is, I just think he's a difficult character to do. And this is probably partially why I'm picky about him. Um, you can go like overboard on the angst and this goes for both writing and reading. Yeah. And, and for me, that doesn't work, like, if it's too far. But on the other hand, if you read him super happy-go-lucky, you can't do that because he's, like, he's a winter happy. soldier, man. Like, he has a background. He has a history. Like, you got to include that. So, obviously, in this fic, he is not the winter soldier, but he still has to be Bucky. And Bucky yeah. wouldn't be Bucky if he's not emo, right? So she <laughs> she does a, a really nice, like, kind of – she hits that middle line for me really well. I don't know. That, and and that I suppose that goes for the author as well, but particularly like the way it's read, it just it really, I, I really like how she did him. Yeah. So that's that's what pinged for me when I started listening to it. And it's a really it's a good story too. A little bit of a murder mystery, you know, a uh, little bit of Zola in there, you know, all this kind of stuff. So see, now that um, you mentioned it, I did actually start listening to this um, independent ah. back, but I didn't get through it. I didn't. The story didn't grab me. It had nothing to do. Okay, with all right. The reading, I just yeah, the story just didn't do it for me. Yeah, interesting. It's a it's not like a super fast moving story, but. It's got the kind of sweet friendship happening, and then at the same time, Bucky is like, "Oh no, oh no, oh no!" <laughs> as like clues are coming out or whatever. Yeah. So, and it's got this kind of flower language. There's Steve's flowers, and then there's flowers connected to the murder. I love flower know. language in fix. Yeah, I love it. Me too. <laughs> so that's what we've got for Rex from us. We asked for people to tweet us their recs. We didn't have a lot of takers, probably because of the short amount of time between when it was released and when we recorded. But um, the one pod pick that we did get was wrecked by a few people. So it was Maggie Fitzgerald and the Saltwater Dip, read by Rhea314 and written by Antistar E. I believe it's like a Spider-Man AU where um, Gwen is Spider-Man and Peter's, you know, the love interest or whatever is that accurate yeah i think that's right it sounds really interesting to me i didn't download it i mean i probably just saw spider-man and was like no (laughs) um but i am now interested so good job wreckers um but it's also quite long so yeah eight hours (laughs) yeah (laughs) there was no time between the wrecking yesterday and the recording today sorry so two people did it the first one was miss marina 95 and she tweeted Epic Spider-Gwen podfic by Rhea314. The story is incredible and so well-developed, and Rhea is the most amazing Gwen ever, and the tone is fantastic. <laughs> uh, an Opal song said, It's an amazing story read by an amazing podficker. It just works. It was Opal Song's ITPE gift. So I'm glad she liked it, and she's lucky for getting an eight-hour podfic. <laughs> I know. That's impressive. But I think it's just a really interesting idea for a story. Like if that author, um, which is which she has from what I have seen on Twitter, if she kind of took that idea and really highlighted what would be different if, you know, Spider-Man was Spider-Woman type, mm-hmm. that would be really yeah. cool. I love gender flips and character flips and things like that, you know, anything where they explore how it would have gone differently if a different person was in that place. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, it sounds good. Um, I think that that is all we have. Yeah, that's all our Rex. Amazing. That's your, your journey through ITPE from Oral Phonics. <laughs> Tiny journey. <laughs> Tiny journey. Go listen to all the rest. There's so many. There's so many. <laughs> if you have any comments to make about ITPE, what your experience was like, or fix that you enjoyed, um, please send us a talk back. The instructions on how to do so are on our website, which is aurophonic.podfic.com. Podica will be back with us next month when the topic is editing styles and techniques. So please join us for that. 
Thanks for listening to our second ever episode. Um, good luck with diving into the huge amount of ITPE pod fix. It's going to be awesome. I'm still not through. I'm still listening. Uh, and we'll see you next episode. That's bye from me. And bye from me. Thank you. Thank you.